God is good. Y'all be seated in the back. Y'all grab a seat. Come on, grab a seat. God is good. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm excited about today. I, I, I just want to share with you from my heart. Growing up, I didn't have family that really thought much about me. So I had a lot of friends. And I had four or five friends that I could really depend on. How many people know the importance of friends? Does anybody hear me this morning? Anybody know the importance of friends? Having good friends is really important. But a lot of my friends were the wrong kind of friends. They influenced me the wrong way. How many people know that we can be influenced the wrong way? 
Y'all didn't hear me this morning. How many people know that they can be influenced the wrong way? How many now are grown-ups and have teenagers and see the kind of friends that they're running with are the wrong friends? They're the wrong friends. They're the wrong type of people that they're running with, and you're trying to tell them because you had the wrong friends, and now you recognize them. Does anybody hear me today? Am I I loud enough? Can you hear me? Let me say this to you. Running with the wrong crowd will eventually destroy you. I found this video because we're going to talk about friendships, and I, and I built this message off of what Miss Vicky was trying to teach these teenagers who were paying attention this morning in church. Amen? Amen, children? Amen? You want to stand here with me? Say amen. Come here, Sheldon. Come here, man. Come here, man. Come here, man. Come here. Uh, come here. For this young man to have the right type of influence in his life, he's got to pick amongst his peers who he wants to fellowship with, who he wants to hang out with, because amongst his friends, even his church friends, some of them are headed to hell. I'm speaking English this morning, easy to understand. So you've got to use your head that God gave you and pick the right type of people in your life. And you've got to be the right type of person that God wants to use you to bring the light into a lost world. Friendship goes both ways. Can, can you hear me this morning? Friendship goes both ways. There are friends out there, loud that will pull you up. And there are friends out there that will pull you down. Give Sheldon a big round of applause. Next time, don't be so quiet on Sunday morning. Amen. Having friends is really important. Well, Miss Vicki told the kids, Choose wisely, choose wisely who you hang out with. It's great advice not only for kids, but also for adults. Come on, somebody. Because the people that you're hanging around with, adults, grandmas, grandpas, they ought to build you up. They ought to lift you up. They ought to encourage you, and they ought to make you a better person. If you're hanging around somebody that's always dragging you down, let me say this to you this morning. By the end of this message, I pray you cut the biblical cord and get rid of that person in your life. It's hard to cut the cord sometimes. Especially when we had friends and family, and I'm going to talk about family too, because not every one of your family members can go where God is taking you. A lot of them don't want to go where God's taking you. How many got family members? I'm going to play this video in a minute. It's going to open your eyes up. How many got family members that always want to talk about your past? They always want to talk about who you used to be, all the things you used to do. They don't ever want to talk about the new you. They want to talk about, well, don't associate yourself with those people. Can I say this to you? Because y'all seem asleep this morning. You got to love some folks from a distance. But you can't travel the same road with everybody. Lori, you understand that, don't you? You can't travel down the same road with your old friends. Your old friends will bring you back down the road you was on before you got saved. Before you got, oh, I'm, I'm going to just play the video. Somebody turn the lights off. Cooper, make sure that's up, baby. Watch this video. It's powerful. A little louder, brother. this is the end I just didn't know I was going to come to sing just glad you're here with me we've been through a lot together
Hey man, check her out. You know I can't be looking at girls. Sharon already wants a divorce because of that internet stuff. Well, what's the big deal? I mean, just because you've already ordered don't mean you can't look at the menu, right? It's not like you're going to touch it or anything. That's right. I can win a shop, but just can't buy anything. There you go. I can't believe it. This is the first year I've ever had to pay on taxes. Yeah, but is it over $10,000 of that in cash? Yeah. I wouldn't even report it. That way you won't have to pay any taxes. Government never knows. Besides, they get their fair share anyway. That was really great. I'm so glad that Joseph invited us to the church. I can't even tell you when the last time I went was. Eh, it was okay, but I just don't think it's my thing. What do you mean by that? Well, you know those people in there. They talk a good talk, but when it comes right down to it, I don't see a lot of difference between them and us. I mean, the only difference is we're not hypocrites. I just don't see the point. I tell you what, next Sunday, you and I on the golf course, knocking down a few cold ones. We can even say a prayer before we go to make you feel better, because you're going to need all the help you can get if you're going to beat me. can't believe I'm dying. But you've always been my friend. And you're here with me now. Friend? I'm not your friend. You're my slave. In fact, you have been since the day you were born. Have I not ever told you my name? It's sin. And you've been very obedient. And now, I've got you right where I want you. <laughs> I've got you right where I want you. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, young man. Amen. We got to pick it up. Hey, don't go nowhere yet. Take it all the way and pick it up. Keep going. I'm not done. Thank you, sir. Good job. Amen. Amen. How many people enjoyed that video? How many people believe it to be true? How many people believe it to be true? Man, I don't want my good time buddies there when I take my last breath. I want the people that were saved there praying for me when I take my last breath. You know, I want you to open your Bibles, and I want to talk about having the importance of having the right people in your life. Proverbs 27, 17. Got my Bible? Man, I'm so glad your kids were here to see that, but I'm also so glad that you're here to see that. One thing about our church, uh, Mr. Johns, it's got a big dive diverse group of people from senior citizens to young people to to babies we got a whole mix of people and, and it's good for us to recognize that there is a that there is a, 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 a an influence out there and we call them friends sometimes but they don't they're not our friends are they they're not our friends they're not our friends when they want to take us to the drug house they're not our friends when they want us to go look at porno. They're not our friends when they want us to cheat on our taxes. They're not our friends. The Bible says in Proverbs 27, 17, got my Bible? The, what, what a friend should do for another friend. It says this, iron sharpens iron as a friend sharpens a friend. How important is it for us to have the right people in our life? 
Who you spend your time with will greatly impact your life. There are God-ordained people who will inspire you and make you a better person. If you're spending time with the wrong people, you're never going to meet the right people. Write that down. Take a note, if you will. If you're spending time with the wrong people, you're never going to get around the right people. you got to make a conscious effort to get around the right people and stay away from the wrong people. But, Brother Mark, I'm going to save them. No, you can't. Not all by yourself. You need to be around the right people, and you need to have the right group around you, and you need to be influenced. That way you're anointed that you can go out and try to maybe save one of them. If you're spending time with the wrong people, you won't meet the right people. You'll get stuck. If you hang around the wrong people with bad habits, those bad habits will rub off on you. It takes a, it, it, it takes a little time to develop a habit. If you get in with a bunch of people that smoke weed, before long you'll be a weed smoker. Who believes that today? Uh, come on, somebody, hear me today. If you get around people that drink a lot, eventually you'll be a person who drinks a lot. If you hang around people with bad habits, they'll rub off of you. If you're doing that right now, it's time for you to make some changes. You won't, you won't become who God's created you to be until you learn to get around the right people and make some changes. I'm so glad. My wife told me one day, she said, if anything ever happened to you, I think she was doing my insurance or something, I don't know. She said, but if anything ever happens to you, I don't think I'll ever go back to Waco. I said, why is that, baby? She said, because I'm around the right people here. See, being around the right people, having the right influence in your life will make a big difference in your life. Don't hang around hot-tempered people because you'll always be hot-tempered. If you hang around somebody that gossips all the time, you'll become the, the gossip. That stingy spirit will rub off on you. How many believe this morning? Benny, pay attention. How many people believe that spirits can rub off on you? That's a crazy thing to say, that, that a spirit, that, that somebody's spirit can rub off on you. But I found it in the Bible. For all you scholars in the house, I found it in the Bible that spirits can rub off. So if you're around somebody that always acts ugly, before long, your nature will be ugly. If you're around somebody that always cusses, before long, you'll be cussing like a sailor. But if you're around somebody loving and kind and gentle, before long, you'll be loving and kind and gentle. Spirits are trans. What was that word? Verbal. That means they'll jump on you. I love it when people want to hang around me to become better people because I hang around other people to become a better person. You see, it's transferable. It will, it will, it will, it will jump off of me. and jump. If I'm in a good mood, it's going to make you in a good mood. If I'm always in a good mood when you come and see me, you're always going to leave happy. Sometimes I'm not in a good mood. I'm just going to be honest. I try to keep to myself when I'm like that. I try to stay away from people. Why? Because I know the power of influence. You don't understand me. Sometimes it's better for you to just go shut the door and take five minutes before you go into the room with your children. Somebody hear me this morning. Sometimes it's better for you to go and take five minutes before you go and spend time with your husband or spend time with your wife. Make sure you're in the right spirit, the right frame of mind, because spirits are transferable. Watch this. I found this in Numbers 11. Uh, uh, verse 16, I just want to read it to you. The Lord said to Moses, Bring my 70 of Israel elders who are known to you as leaders and officials amongst the people. Have them come to the tent of meetings that they may stand there with you. So Moses is ordered by God to go out and get the 70 elders of his church, the officials, the leaders. He says, have them come to the tent meeting with you and stand there with you and listen to what the Lord says. I will come down and speak with you there, and I will take some of the power of the Spirit that is in you and put it on them. And put it on them. So that tells me and you that spirits are transferable. So if you hang around negative Joe, you're going to wind up being negative Joe all the time. If you hang around Sally, who's always out there doing promiscuous things with her body, dressing like she should be ooh, working at that place instead of going to church. Y'all don't have to laugh. I thought it was funny. If you're hanging around with the girl who's always wearing her shirt down low, wearing her skirt up too high, before long, you'll be trying to dress like her. But if you take pride in the way you look, ladies, 
which is what God has called you to do. If you take pride in the way that you look, if you have a daughter in this house, you ought to be praising me for saying something like that. If you take pride in the way you look, the way you dress, I had a lady coming to church here for years, and she dressed her kids in the most hoochie mama-looking clothes I'd ever seen in my life. And I, and I told Mary, I said, baby, would you go say something to her about the way her kids dress? Mary went and tried to talk to her. She said, yeah, but if I don't buy on that stuff, if I don't buy on that stuff, they'll be mad at me. If I don't buy on that stuff, they're going to get it anyway. Whatever. Here's some sweatpants and a long John shirt. Go to, go to school. <laughs> Who runs your house? Mary come back and said, I talked to her, honey, but she just didn't get it. She didn't get it. You know what? I can tell you this. One of her children had so much hell growing up because she just put herself out there like that. We are influenced by our friends. I'm not trying to disrespect nobody. I know that Rome wasn't built in a day, and I wasn't built in a day. I wasn't changed in a day. It took me getting around the right people. But watching the way they dressed, watching the way they talked, wanting to be like them. They carry their Bible to church. I carry my Bible to church. I didn't have a Bible. My friend gave me a Bible. I went to church. I didn't carry my Bible. But when I saw these other godly men who I wanted to be like, who I wanted to be transparent like, I just started carrying my Bible. I said, well, that looks, that's a good look. I didn't know what was inside it, but I looked good carrying it. And all of a sudden, the preacher would say, open up your Bibles and turn to here. And I'd open up my Bibles, and I would turn, and I would look, and I would read, and it just jumped off the pages and come to life for me. God wants to do that. God wants to do that. In the same way, if you're hanging around excellent people, excellent people will rub off of you. The same good qualities that they have will become part of your life. Make sure the people that have the qualities that you want are the people that you want to go with. I have friends that treat my wife so great. When I'm around and my wife is around, I have friends, they just say, Oh, Miss Mary, you look so pretty. Miss Mary, you look so great today. I love the way you sing. Oh, you just, Mary, that was just a wonderful, wonderful thing you did. They treat my wife so great. You know what that makes me want to do? Treat my wife a little better. See, if you hang around somebody that just disrespects their wife all the time, you'll come home and do the same thing to your wife. Can I say this? Let's flip this. If you have somebody that's always running down their husband to you, always running down their husband to you, and you're always listening to that garbage, always listening to that garbage, always listening to that garbage, next thing you know, you'll start finding fault in your husband. Why? Because the Spirit will jump on you. You've got to be so careful who you hang out with, where you go, and what you do. We must be selective. If someone is always negative, always critical, always finding fault, then they're, they're, they're not for you. Can I say that for you? They're not for you. If somebody is always negative, they're not for you. Y'all making me nervous standing up in the back. Could y'all find a seat? Brady, I'm talking to you and that group behind you. Could you push them out the way? Y'all grab a seat. It's not a standing room only. What y'all doing? Somebody scoot over and let them sit down. Hallelujah. Brady got a bag back. You can go back and stand, Brady. You're all right with me. There's the rest of that group over there. You got a cool in the gang standing at my back door. Thank you, brother. Amen. How many people understand what I'm trying to say to you this morning? It's very important who we hang around with. We should be selective. We should make a right choice to hang around excellent people, people that bring out and inspire the best in us, not people that bring down us. If people treat you good, you'll be able to treat others good. At work, we don't always have a choice. But I'm talking about when we have a choice. When we have a choice. When we have a choice, let's put ourselves around good people, better people. You say, Brother Mark, I don't know if they'll accept me. Well, maybe right now they don't know you. But if you keep hanging around this church, hanging around this place, hanging around good people, they'll see where you want to go, not where you are. Come on, somebody. Give God a praise. <laughs> Life is too short to waste time hanging around the wrong people, people without integrity, people that always have problems. We need to surround ourselves with people that are going places, doing things, that are accomplishing great things for God. Proverbs 28, 7 says, Young people who obey the laws are wise. Those who are wild friends bring shame to their parents. People who aren't adding value to your life, you need to get them out of your life. Anybody hear me today? People who are adding no value to your life, 
You need to get them out of your life. I had a youth pastor before Miss Vicky, young man by the name of Garen. Oh, he had a heart for God, and he had a heart for those teenagers that were just struggling all the time. He was, they were just struggling. They were just struggling. They, they were getting in crime. They were getting in drugs. They were getting in alcohol. They were, they were doing things all the time. And, and Garen had a heart to just try to reach out to those kids. And he did a very good job of reaching out to those kids and loving them where that they were. But he spent more time. Can I pay attention this morning? He spent more time focusing on them instead of the good kids that we had. He spent a lot of years and a lot of time in his ministry building up and trying to, to get those people that weren't receiving it anyway. He missed the opportunity to minister to those that he had. One thing we wanted to change is when we started this new youth group with Miss Vicky was we wanted to broaden our horizons. We didn't want to leave out the good kids. We didn't want to stop teaching the ones that are coming, the ones that are faithful. We wanted to go after the lost, but we wanted to disciple the ones that we had. We wanted those kids to disciple their friends. And I say in the last few years, we have done an amazing job of that. Somebody give God a praise. You say, Brother Mark, ain't the lost important? You bet they're important. You minister to them. You try to get them on the right track. But if over and over again you tried that, move on, move on, move on. There's somebody out there that wants what you got. They want a relationship with Jesus Christ. They want a friend that sticks closer than a brother named Jesus. I wish somebody would get this message today. Listen to me. He could not walk away from those kids. He couldn't walk away and leave them. I did the same thing he did. For the first four years of my ministry. First four years of my ministry, God was bringing us good people, but we were always focusing on the ones that had the problems, the ones that were hurting, the ones that were always in the gossip, always in the, in the problem, always in the, always in the marriage deal. We were just ministering to them, ministering to them, ministering to them, that we missed the good ones that God had for us. Finally, God woke us up and said, Look, there's some good people in your church. Focus on them and focus on being around them. And the ones that are supposed to be with you will be with you. Now, that came from God, not from me. He said, focus on the ones that are supposed to be with you. They'll be with you till the very end. I've seen people leave our church. I've, I've seen people get away from this ministry. I've seen people leave and talk about us and say all kinds of ugly stuff about us. But at the end, right now, I believe our church is in a great place around it with great people who are going places and who are doing things. One thing I learned through that trial and through growing like Garen, Mark Grimes had to learn this. God will never ask you to give up something without giving you something better. Somebody needs to hear that today. God will never ask you to give up somebody. You might think he's the one. He's not the one. If he's bringing you heartache and pain, he's not the one. She may not be the one for you. If all she has is drama, 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 and the minute you do things, she chastises you and jumps on you and, and, and lays claim to you and you can't have no other friends, maybe she's not the one. Is anybody hearing me today? Oh, this is a universal message for everybody in this universe right here. Listen to me. God will never ask you to give up something without giving you something better in return. There's always a blessing attached to obedience. Don't spend time with people who bring out the worst in you. One thing I loved about Daniel in the Bible, Daniel surrounded himself by good people. He didn't surround himself by bad, with bad people. Daniel had an excellent spirit, and he surrounded himself, and these were his friends, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. They loved God. Those were his friends. They would not deny Christ. Can I say this to you today? If you're hanging around people that are denying Christ, it's time for you to get some new friends. Come on, somebody. That's good stuff. It's time for you to get some new friends. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were Daniel's friends, and, and, and he surrounded himself with excellent friends. He had friends of integrity. If you're hanging around Larry, Moe, and Curly, it's time for you to get some new friends. There's a principle out there called the law of the group. Say that with me, the law of the group. 
We associate with people the way we see ourselves. Complainers always find other complainers. It's quiet in here this morning. Maybe I'm just preaching the truth and you're absorbing it. Complainers always find complainers. Drug addicts always find drug addicts. Drunks always find drunks. Hypocrites always find other hypocrites. The principle is called the law of the group. Birds of a feather, they flock together. But if you don't see yourself like that, you'll move out of that group. You'll begin to distance yourself from what used to be normal. If you've been saved, if you've been born again, and you've been changed. Somebody say change. Is there any change people in here this morning? If you've been born again, set free, delivered, and changed, you don't see yourself as part of that group anymore. So you don't want to associate with those kind of groups because birds of a feather, they flock together. It's called the law of the group. Successful people find successful people. Young people choosing the wrong friends can keep you from your destiny. I'd rather have one friend that had integrity and honesty and was a good friend than 20 friends that were no good. You know, when I was in school, we always picked fun of the, of, of the bookworms and the people who were in the math club and the science club and the, the ones we always picked on. You know what? Those people became my bosses. They became judges and lawyers and, and people of, of great destiny because they were going places. So they got into groups like the math group and, the, and, and, and other groups that would just bring the best out of them. Geeks and bookworms later became bosses and judges and etc. Why? Because Proverbs 17 says iron sharpens iron. So a friend sharpens a friend. Your friend should be sharpening you, making you better. Some friends are only in your life for a season. You can outgrow friendships. True friendships will understand. We have friends that me and Mary may not see for a year or two. But when we see them, we pick up like we never left off. It's like old times again. We love them. They love us. But they know that we're going places, and we know that they're going places. We have kinship friends. We have friends that, that understand. They're happy for you. They celebrate what's going on in your life. You can try to hold on to something over and over again, but if you got friends that are happy for you and celebrate your life, you have the right type of friend. Did anybody hear me today? You have the right type of friends. Sometimes people that you knew back then will try to hold you back. Everybody can't go where you're going. The higher you go, the tighter your circle becomes. I love that. The law of the group. Let me tell you a story about the law of the group. Are all these ACs on? Because this one ain't kicking on. Can somebody just make sure that breaker's turned on? Listen to me. The law of the group. Anybody ever heard of that before? I had a cousin back home in Waco, Texas. You're guilty by association. Do you understand that this morning? Spirits are transferable. They'll jump off you and jump on them. The law sees it like that too. You're guilty by association. And me and Brother Vic are driving down the road, and Brother Vic has a bunch of cocaine on him. Brother Vic, you better not with me in the car, brother. You leave that stuff at home. Brother Vic has a bunch of cocaine on me. The police don't care whose cocaine it is. They're taking us both to jail. I have a cousin back home, great kid, young man, had his whole future ahead of him. He was 19 years old. When one of his buddies that he worked with, he was working at a construction company, and he had made friends with a bunch of guys at the construction company. Just like you and I do, just like my son's got a new job. He's making friends with older men. This guy was much older than him, probably in his early 30s. They had become friends. They drank a couple beers together every now and then after work. Well, one day he calls him at night, and he says, Man, i got a problem. My wife has left me with another dude. Can you come and pick me up? He says, yeah, I'll come pick you up. What are we going to do? We're going to go find this guy. We're going to beat the mess out of him. And he said, okay, I'll go with you. That sounds like a good idea. But his friend had other plans. See, my cousin didn't know that he had a pistol on him. They went and found this guy in Lorena, and sure enough, he was with his wife. A fight ensued, and my cousin's friend pulled out a pistol and shot that guy four times. My cousin didn't know what to do, but he had a friend there, and he wanted to help out his friend. So they picked the body up, and they put it in the back of his truck, and they drove around all night long till they found a place to hide it. 
What they didn't do was cover up the rest of the witnesses. The wife screamed to the police. They say they. They shot him. He's in prison doing life. Because of the choices. Of the people he let in his life. We've all got stories like that. We've all seen things like that. This is a true story. Can I say to you today, it's so very important who you let in your life. Teenagers, listen to me. Sit up straight, young lady. It's so important who you let in your life. God told Abraham to leave this part of the country. He left, but he took his nephew with him. They had a disagreement. They had a bunch of hard times. Abraham and Lot had to split. All these things come against him. They had all this conflict. But it would have been resolved if Abraham would have just listened to God when he said, leave this part of the land by yourself. God sometimes tells us to part ways with our friends and our family. I was talking with Brother Carl last night. He didn't even know I was preaching this message. He said he was involved in a bad relationship. He recognized that the relationship that he was in was going down the tubes fast. So one day he devised a plan. He told, he told the, the person that he was in relationship with, he said, hey, guys, i got to run wash my truck. He never came back home. And now look where Carl is today. He's on the right path doing the right thing, but he moved out of the tragedy and stepped into his future. Letting go of people who are not supposed to be in your life is hard. There are family members, relatives who can't go with you. You have to love them from a distance. For Abraham, it kept getting worse. They split, but Lot's family got captured. Abraham went to rescue Lot. Abraham wanted to, to, to do good by his relatives out of the kindness of his heart. How many times out of the kindness of our heart do we keep letting the wrong people in our life? If that video ain't a wake-up call for you, I don't know what will be. I always say you'll be surprised who's in church and who sent them. Sometimes I know that everyone here is not sent by the Lord. Some the enemy sends. The enemy sends people in your children's lives and in your lives to destroy you. He says, I masquerade as an angel of light. They may look so pretty, so good. They may have all the right answers in a pocket full of money. They may have a six-pack of abs and a beautiful white grill. But you better check the spirits. I'd rather hang out with one that had one tooth the one that had a mouthful of twos that didn't want anything good for me. That's English, easy to understand, but hard to swallow. You know, it comes a time in our lives, it comes a time in our lives where we got to open our eyes up and see who is in our lives. That's what Vicky was trying to tell the teenagers the other night. Look, make a choice, do the right thing. Everybody's seen that Montgomery County police reporter where they've locked up those 18 teenagers for all the drugs that are going on in our school. But that's just a smidgen of it. There's so much more. But they're going to make an example out of these 18 teenagers because they were in the wrong place doing the wrong thing with the wrong group of friends. I saw it. I saw it. And I began to pray for those kids. I looked to make sure it wasn't no kids that I knew or any kids of our church. And then my phone went beep, beep. And it was my secretary, Miss Lita. She said, Brother Mark, I want you to pray for this young lady. And she gave me her name. She said, did you see Montgomery County Police Reporter? I said, I did. She said, well, the young lady on, on Montgomery County Police Reporter, she used to go, watch this, watch this. She used to go to our church a year ago. She was so faithful in our youth program. She was so faithful. Her parents are great people. They've been in our church for years. That little girl went through Awanas. That little girl went through camps. She's been to D now. She's been to all kinds of programs. But just in one year, she got around the wrong people. We haven't seen her in church much. Her parents put her on the prayer list all the time. She said, Brother Mark, she's looking at a felony. They're charging all those kids as an adult. Would you please pray for her? One year, one year, one year, she gave up God, and now her life is probably going to be destroyed. I started to pray for that young lady, just like I pray for so many that 
come through that back door right there. They come to this altar. They make right with God. They make a decision to quit this and stop sinning because sin will destroy you. Sin will kill you. Sin will, 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 want, will want to grab a hold of you and destroy you. And I see so many come and they kneel down at this altar and they say, I'm giving up my sin. I'm giving up my sin. And then a week or two later, they're back to doing it again, again, and again. I believe in helping people. I believe in being a blessing to people. But if you're always giving in to sin, I believe it's time for God's children to open up their eyes and keep on going. Hear me now. Open up our eyes and keep on. You don't want to hear this because you got a loved one out there. You probably don't want to hear this because you're not through sinning yet. But let me say this. At the beginning of that video, there was a beep, 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 beep. There was like a little thing that said, my heart's not working very good. I'm about to take my last breath. Nobody knows when we're going to take our last breath. So today is the day you get the sin out of your life. Today is the day you make a change. Today you open your eyes clearly and say, what is supposed to be in my life and what is not supposed to be in my life? What God has planned for you will take more than just you. You're going to be a need. And now I've talked about the wrong type of friends. Now I'm going to just be done in just a few minutes. But I want to talk to you about the right type of friends. What God has for you is going to take you being around the right type of friends. Because you can't carry the weight that God has for you all by yourself. you got to have help. Say help. Touch three people and say, i got to have help. God has lined you up, special people, to help you get to your destiny. Who believes that today? God has lined you up with special people to help you get to your destination. God wants to help you get to your destination, so he brings people into your life. How many remember the story of the, of the crippled man and his friends carried him to see Jesus on a mat? He had four friends, and they both got the corner of the mat, and they carried him, and they took him to see Jesus, but the house was so full. His friends had to climb up on the roof, rip the roof off, and lower their friend down to be healed. It took four of his friends that God had ordained and put in his life to get him to your spot. I'm going to ask you today, do you have those friends? Do you have those friends, those ordained friends that are going to help you get to your spot? What God has planned for you, the weight that God has planned for you to carry, it's going to take you to have friends. God has friends lined up for you to help you get everything you need out of life. You don't have to inspire them, friends. Those type of friends inspire you. They want to help you. They want to be there for you. They love you unconditionally. Make sure you have the right people in your life today. I want to read this story and I want to be done. Linda Jones was a very popular girl at school. She was clever and funny and got, on well, got along well with everyone. It was no accident that Linda was very popular from an early age, she had made an effort to be kind and friendly to everyone. She invited the whole class to her birthday party. She didn't leave anybody out. And from time to time, she would give presents to everybody. She was a busy girl with so many friends that she hardly got a chance to spend time with individual friends. However, she felt very lucky. No other girl had many friends at school or in the neighborhood as she had. But everything changed on National Friendship Day. On that day at school, everyone was having a great time, drawing, painting, giving gifts. That day in class, everyone had to make three gifts and give them to their three best friends. Linda enjoyed making hers, and she chose three friends from all the friends that she had to give away her presents to. However, when all the presents had been made, shared out amongst the classmates, Linda was the only one who had not received one present. 
She felt terrible. She spent hours crying. How could it be possible? So much effort to make so many friends, and at the end, no one saw her as a best friend? Everyone came and tried to console her for a little while, but each one of them stayed for a short time before leaving. This was exactly what Linda had done so many times to others. She realized that she was a good companion, a good acquaintance, but she had not been a true friend to anyone. She had tried not to argue with anyone. She had tried to pay attention to everyone, but she had found out that was not enough to create true friendship. When she got home that night, with tears in her eyes, she asked her mother, how can I find a true friend? Linda, my dear, answered her mother, you cannot buy friends with a smile or a present or a few good words. If you really want true friends, you have to give them real time and real affection because real friendship takes time to grow. For a true friend, you must always be available in good times and in bad. My dear, she said, you're a lovely girl, her mama said, but you can't be close friends to everybody. There's just not enough time to be available for everybody. So it's only possible to have a few true friends. The other people will be playmates and acquaintances, but they won't be true close friends. Hearing this, Linda decided to change her ways so that she could finally have some true friends. Now I love this part. That night in bed, she thought about what she could do to get them. She thought about her mother. Her mother was always willing to help her. She put up with all of her likes, all of her dislikes, and all of her problems. She always forgave her. She always gave her a great deal of love. That was the motto of a true friend. And Linda smiled from her heart from ear to ear, realizing that she already had a best friend in her mother. You know, I love that story because it shows right there. We can go around, we'll touch a lot of people's lives. But there's those four, five, six, eight, ten people that you can always depend on and always count on that you need to find in your life. Praise God. I pray I become a great friend to so many, and I pray you become a great friend to so many. Amen. Iron sharpens iron as one man sharpens another. And I don't think I'd do this sermon justice or, this, or, or what God wants me to do without asking you today. If you have the wrong people in your life, can you make some changes? I know it's going to hurt. I know they won't understand. But in the long run, you can't get around the right people until you get rid of the wrong people. <clears throat> and that video makes it so clear. Who sends them sometimes? The Bible talks about wolves in sheep's clothing. And everybody always wants to say, oh, that's the pastor of the church. That's, pastor, that's minister leaders. That's, that's youth people. That's, that's people working in the church. Not all the time. Not even most of the time. Most of the time I find the wolves in sheep's clothing are the ones who say they're your friend. The ones that say they're your friend. Let me say this to you. Ask God to reveal to you true friendship. And grab a hold of them like your life depends on them. And don't let them go. Amen. Who believes that true friendship is worth fighting for? I, uh, I got to say it. My true friends are allowed to talk about me. Anybody else is not allowed to talk about me. You know, your true friends will speak truth into your life. Even when you don't want to hear it. Your mom and dad, they're your true friends. They love you. They speak into your life. You need to open up your ears and listen. You're not hearing me. You need to open up your ears and listen. Because they love you. Nobody's done more for you probably than your mom and dad. So why don't you listen to your friend, your mom and dad. Amen. Let's pray together. Father God, thank you for this day, Lord. I so am blessed to have some really good men and women in my life. I could name drop this morning.
but I don't need to because they know how I feel about them. They know how much I love them. And they love me back that much. And I can be anywhere, any place, and pick up the phone and know that they got my back and that I can depend on them. And they know that they can pick up the phone anywhere, any place, for anything, and know that they could depend on me. Church family, listen to me. I hadn't always been that friend. If you hadn't always been that friend, ask God to help you. Right now, ask God to help you. Say, God, make me that type of friend. And Father, bring friends into my life that love me and that want to lift the weight that I have to carry. That will inspire me. That will make me great. Lord, we love you and we thank you for all that was done here this morning. And Lord, we pray if there's anyone here that is not saved, that they would give their heart to you, Lord. Because the Bible says you're the friend that sticks closer than a brother. And I believe that with all my heart. I've been lonely. And Jesus, just show up and help me. And never leave my side. If you want that relationship with the Lord, pray with me right now. Just say, dear Lord, come into my life and save me. I know that I'm a sinner. But I believe you died on the cross for my sins. Come into my heart and live. Today I make you my personal Lord and Savior. I'm going to live for you and you alone from this day forward. Lord, thank you for being there when nobody else was. Somebody ought to receive that right now. Lord, thank you for being there when I was out there on the streets running amok, doing crazy stuff. Like Pastor Mark said, I should be dead. I should be in prison. But Lord, you just was a friend that just kept forgiving and kept finding a way to get me out of this and get me out of that and get me through this and get me through that. Lord, thank you for your friendship. Holding my hand when I didn't even know you had it. Carrying me when I couldn't even carry myself. Oh, what a friend we have in Jesus. Thank you for this day. In his precious name I pray. Amen. Somebody give God a praise. Amen.